0: The Leopard Spots, Matt's Tuesday Tips. Oh, oh, Maddie
1: Leopard. I think I've got it. I think I've got it. Maddie, how are you, mate? Hey, Tobes, I'm good, mate. How are you going? Yeah, really good. Have you been following along with these price reveals as we've been doing them? Yeah, I listen to it when you're ready at the draw and then listen to
2: Spags when he got on. Yeah.
1: So if if you want to play along at home or want to see these fields, head to the au. go to racing and then to the Friday for the Geelong Rocket. Initial thoughts, Matty Macdan and Catch a Wave both
2: $2. Yeah, um if you reverse the draw and Catch a Wave drew inside Macdan, then Catch a Wave would lead and win and he'd be a dollar 30. Yep. Um, Yep. So obviously the draw evens it up a bit. My concern with Mac Dan is I'm not sure he's going that good at the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, So he's had two runs this season um, and and he's really yet to to fire a shot. On the flip side, catch a wave, his last start was in the Hunter Cup and he sat leaders back and dropped out, but that was over the unsuitable distance of the 2700. And what we know with catch a wave is he's a dead set miler. Um, in my opinion, he doesn't even really get the middle trip unless he's driven cold. Mm. Um, so it's interesting to see whether Kate lights him up here to try and get across or, at worst, get a spot leader's back on the back of Macdan. Dan. Uh, Mac Dan is very quick. Um, I don't know if I can remember a, co- a horse in Australia crossing Macdan for speed at the start. So logic suggests that he's probably the leader. But... Um, it, the, the tactics from, from Kate on, on the other one, catch a wave, that's probably going to be the interesting part, whether she goes back and just tries to cruise up in the breeze and use her speed from the breeze um, and turn it into a 400-metre sprint home or whether she launches at the start to try and either get across or get the spot leaders back. Um, yeah, so it's, it's a very tricky race to bet into. Uh, and I'm not surprised the tab of sort of sitting on the fence here yeah, and running yeah. next two.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Any questions, Tim, or should we roll along here? Keep rolling. Oh, I agree with everything yeah, you said there. So keep, <laughs> yeah, keep rolling. So do I. I've got no queries on that. I think it's what we're all thinking. The breed for speed gold, final Maddie, Queen Elida, outside of the front, of $1.55. And she looks about the right price. It's just hard to find to, the horse, the to back to beat her, if that makes sense.
2: So, yeah, in, in we saw the heats of these, and the heats were very, very similar fields to what we're seeing in final. So, The form lines are all very exposed. There's no hidden secrets in terms of what the the map is likely to be or what the tactics are likely to be here. So Black and Gold has no gate speed. Egret will uh, cruise straight across it and get to the pegs. It will then sit on Revelstoke, like we saw in the heat at uh, Bendigo. Um, My question mark here is, so at Bendigo, we saw Queen Leader go back at the start and then Lead up the running liner and move into it, and trying to make ground off Revelstoke through the quickest part of the race, which was the last half and then last quarter. I wouldn't be surprised if Alfred was a little bit different here and just went mm. forward at the start and and just breezed uh, and sat the length off Revelstoke right from the start. Yeah, um, he nearly bought himself undone by trying to be a bit too clever and just going back in at the start at Bendigo and then, ha- as I said, having to make ground during the quickest part of the race and Rebel Stoke nearly pinched it. Uh, in a, a $50,000 final, I would expect Queen leader to probably go forward at the start and and make sure that she doesn't have too much to ground to make up from the bell. Um, on the flip side, Queen leader when they launch her, she's actually very, very quick and... Um, and we saw that in a heat of the the Great Southern Star, I think it was. She only ended up running fourth because Just Believe set outside her and put her away. But she is very, very quick and can cross from wide draws if, if Alfred lights her up. So that's another question to ponder. Does Alfred try and chance his arm at the start and, and put the race to bed in the first 200?
1: I think so. Being the final where at Bendigo he wasn't so worried because he's always going to qualify, don't you reckon, Tim?
0: Yeah, I don't, that's definitely a scenario. Uh, we didn't mention it before, but um, <clears throat> that is certainly a possibility. And um, yeah, I, I can see that happening. Um, in reality, the, the more you look at it, and, and Matt's really referenced the, the heat to this, it's a very similar field. She had everything against her in the heat. You can still beat still won. Yeah. The more you look at it, you go, well, I'm almost willing to take the fifty five. It's hard to see if I'm actually producing something to beat her unless she. She goes below par.
2: I think it's it's no secret she's probably not <clears throat> probably not quite at her best at the moment. And I don't think she's quite been at her best since when she went up to Queensland for the Dominion, which was in December, and, and she hasn't quite been the same. She wasn't quite at her best up there, and she hasn't quite been at her best since returning. But a uh, a second-rate to Queen Alita, as we saw in the heat, is probably still good enough hmm. to win here. Um, interesting when you're looking at SP profiles. So in the heat at Bendigo, which is probably the best form line race for this, Revel Stoke started around a ten dollar pot from a similar draw and Queen Alita from Gate Seven was $1.30. Um and Revel Stoke, you know, she got within a head of her and nearly pinched it. And then here we see them at four eighty and one fifty five. So if you were to ask me what the bright price is $10. um without knowing what Alfred's tactics are gonna be, I think the the market has pretty much opened up. Around where I thought they would be and where they should be. Um, and put it this way: if Queen Alita drifts out to the sort of prices that you were suggesting earlier, around the sort of dollar eighty, dollar nine, she becomes a, a big bet. But I'm not sure if she'll quite get to that sort of price.
1: And finally, um, yeah, Tim, one,
0: you go because you want to give me this, this next race. Well, um, yeah,
1: we have got to keep moving
0: in a, in a place. bet, Maddie, if you get if you, if you thought of one for the place punters,
2: that's all in that uh, Breed for Speed. Yeah, well, we're betting three places here now. Um, In the heats, I think they were both seven-horse fields, so we didn't have a third place. So in this race, Egret slides straight across and gets onto Revelstoke's back. So the map looks quite obvious in terms of Revelstoke in front, Egret behind it. Visionary um, is probably going to end up one-out-one back or one-out-two back. But I think Egret, it loves the soft draw, loves the cheap run leaders back, and... I think it's probably the logical for third. Um heading into the heats of this series I thought Visionary was probably the pick of the Gleno horses but I think now on what we're seeing Revelstoke Stoke it improved markedly at Bendigo so it's probably the, the stable left and then Egret then Visionary from the draws.
1: And finally Matt the TAB Australian Trotting Grand Prix just believe a dollar 50 corn with a breeze 320.
2: Yeah, good race. Um yes, yeah. I love I love both horses. Uh I backed Call Me the Breeze in the heat and final of the Great Southern Star, so I've got a soft spot for it. <laughs> yeah. But um I took the dollar seventy and dollar sixty just believe here as soon as they put the market up. Um it's gonna take a very, very quick horse to cross it. Uh what we've seen from Call Me the Breeze is it does have gate speed, but the only horse I can recall crossing Just Believe when Just Believe's come out flat out is Mafasa Metro and that was in that Great Southern Star last year. Um, okay. The question mark is if Nathan Jack can open up a gap to get onto Just Bleed's back. I don't think he can cross but whether he can get onto its back. So Aldebaran Dino, he barely scores up. I'm ready, Jet is therefore the logical one to end up on the back of the butt. Obviously um, if there's a gap there for Call Me the Breeze, it would take that spot. But Kiangi Knight, they might even run the gate with it to try and get that spot leaders back. Um, Keyangi Knight from memory uh, we haven't seen its gate speed for a while, but it, it does have good gate speed. So maybe Jason Lee can run the gate and try and get that spot on the back of Just Believe. So the first two hundred is going to be very interesting. But barrier draws win races, and um, if you had said a couple of months ago that Just Believe's going around a dollar seventy, oh well, they open a dollar seventy from barrier one around Melton, you'd take that in any race.
1: Very good, Tim. You got a hundred dollar game plan ready, or shall I throw to a break?
2: Uh, throw to a break
0: and I'll have one right on the other side. All
1: right, well, I'll get a break away, we'll come back. $100 game plans and Maddie's tips for today on the other side. Toby McKinnon, Tim O'Connor, and the big cat, the shorter 60 minutes of the week. This is Tim. Uh hundred dollar game plan, I'll let you kick off first, and you, then you're not going to believe what I'm going to do. Well, uh, I'm not
0: going to be able to produce anything at odds uh which i'll let you do the head wobble there toby like last week but i'm going to play it fairly simple i'm going to the more i look at that queen Elida race i know i said off the top when the markets came that i probably couldn't back queen of lighter a dollar 55 i've had a bit of a look at it now and i and listening to matt and having a bit more of a, a think about it i probably can so i'm going to take a multi queen of lighter to win the Gold Series final, into just believe to win the Grand Prix, and that's at around two dollars 30 100 dollars straight on that. I'm going for the uh, the two I like stars it. in trotting to um, both win on on Saturday night.
1: I calculated it at two thirty two, so I've had the same. <laughs> Would you believe, oh, Tim? Fifty dollars <laughs> at two dollars thirty two to get back one sixteen, and fifty dollars straight out on Mac Dan. He'll lead. It's not Catch a Wave's Grand Final. I don't think they're going to fire him up too much in a Geelong rocket. Uh, He'll go back. Mac Dan gets a little bit of a soft sectional somewhere and it will be too sharp over the last 600 metres in that race. So I have 50 to win Mac Dan at $2 and $50 on that all up, the same as you, Tim. So we're singing from the same hymn book. Tim, uh, thank you very much. I'll let you go. Uh, We'll do it all again next week, mate. Thanks, guys. We'll
0: talk soon.
1: There's Tim O'Connor. Matt, you've got we've got some tips for around the grounds and we've got about 3 minutes to get them through mate. So, just a little 30 seconds on each kicking off at Mildura Race 7.
2: Yeah, Mildura Race 7. I'm with number 1, um my ultimate Billy. So, this is a horse who uh, only seems to go when he leads around Mildura these days and he hasn't done that for a couple of months, but last he did string a couple together. Uh, back in December, and he gets the lead here, main danger on his back. So it's going to take one of Luke Dunn's best drives, but I think if he can just stack him and rack him and zip home, then he's the one. So race seven, number one, my ultimate, Billy. Yep. And in race nine, um, pretty keen here on Pet Kitty, the Jack Law, and Reese Moore, uh, number <laughs> seven, inside back row. So the leader uh, definitely looks to be number one social rider, and Michelle Phillips likes to roll along when she leads um, as a rule, and therefore from leaders back, I think Pet Kitty can get a look at them late and hopefully run over the top of uh, the leader so that's race nine number seven pet kitty <laughs>
1: yep manango race four mate
2: yeah race four number five will i am um very impressive winner last week i've never been a fan of this horse as i think when he leads he doesn't try but what we saw last week uh, was very good and probably career best for him he went 153 eight home 56 two. Very strong through the line, and he wasn't lazy and off the bit like he often is when he's in front. So if you can replicate that, he should lead and win again. That's race four, number five. Will I am for Robbie Morris.
1: K- Aki reckons Miss Colleen's got a bit of ability. He's told me, and she's going to take a little bit of maturing. Anyway, race seven.
2: Yeah, race seven, um one that I've tipped on here a few times, and that's number ten, Mini Mine Yet. Yeah. Um, a cute little mare. Cam Hart takes the drive. She's a sit sprinter, so. A couple of scratchings means there's only seven rivals to get around there. Um, the speed map's not clear. Did she do it? Might launch from out wide. There's gate speed down the inside from number one, the Victorian, Sports narrator, the um, three Harry's Deal, four outside fighters. So if there's a bit of tempo early, I think Mini Magnet can run over them. That's race seven, number ten.
1: Race eight, number ten, Nathan Street, a dollar eighty just wins, mate. Yes.
2: No, I'm with number six, Alberto, Luke McCarthy. Uh, Nathan Street first up. It did troll in Victoria, but I think it's got a a New South Wales derby campaign ahead of it, so they might not want to cook it first up. So if Luke can run the gate hard and lead, then I think he can beat it here. So race eight, number six, Alberto for Luke McCarthy.
1: I disagree, but that's okay. Albion Park, race eight. We've got 15 seconds.
2: Uh, Race eight, number nine, defence attorney. Follows through from two on the back row, and we'll sit off them and hopefully be too quick late. Race eight, number nine from Nathan Rothwell, defence attorney.
1: Thank you, mate. Love your work. We'll do it all again next week if you're available. Thanks, Bobby.